Welcome to the Minimum Baseline Podcast, the pod where normal people become incrementally less shit. Sometimes. I'm Stacey Fisher. And I'm Taryn Heddo. And together, we're sisters and a pair of normies trying to reach our goals without millions in the bank and an army of high help. Before we get too far into the podcast, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which we are recording this podcast today. That is the lands of Gadigal and Wurundjeri people. Pay respects to Elders past, present, emerging and future. And also acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was, always will be Aboriginal land. So, Stacey, why are you excited about today's podcast? Well, I'm particularly excited about sharing my weekly batshittery this week. It's the most Australian uh, factoid that I have stumbled across in quite some time. Probably not a massive surprise to you, Taryn, being from Melbourne, but it's the first time I heard about it and I'm pretty excited to share it. I, I'm excited to hear about you, to be honest. I'm excited to to hang out. We haven't really spoken much since the last podcast. We do speak. <laughs> we do love each other. It's mainly WhatsApp, though. It is mainly WhatsApp. So I'm excited to hear about what you've been up to in New Zealand and mm. also how you're going with your triathlon. Mm, not great, so, as it turns out. Well, let's, let's jump straight into <laughs> weekly batshittery because... Brilliant. I want to know what it is. What is your weekly batshittery, Stacey? My weekly batshittery is the Harold Holt Memorial Centre. Now, did you know about this? Yes. Yes, I did, uh, Stacey. I've known about this for most of my life. I am shocked <laughs> that you, you, this is the first time you've heard about it, honestly. Is it because you live in Melbourne or so genuinely most of your life? No, genuinely most of my life. This was like all the rage in like the year seven Facebook memes page that, that oh. I used to reside in. See, this is the, see, this is where the generation divide becomes very obvious. So this, I only heard about it this week. I had no idea that there was a swim centre named after our most famous missing prime minister <laughs> who went missing whilst swimming. It's, and then yeah. the wag. And his local electorate went and named the new swimming centre the Harold Holt Memorial Swim Centre after he'd already gone missing whilst on a swim. Absurd. <laughs> Look, I just adore this kind of stuff, this very dark Australian sense of humour. Do you remember what mum put on Poppy's gravestone? I told you I was sick. Yes. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> and he did. He did tell and us did. multiple times. He did tell us he was sick. <laughs> you know, everywhere else in the world, gravestones say things like in loving memory, you know, cherished husband. Our poppies simply said, <laughs> Don McCarthy, I told you I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Rest, rest in peace, Pop. Yes, rest in peace, Poppy. Speaking of people that should rest in peace, apparently everyone, uh, according to this tweet, my weekly batshittery is brought to you by Sovereign Citizen 5.0 on Twitter. Oh, no. I don't know what happened to the first four. And actually, his, <laughs> the Twitter handle is Sovsit13. So I th there is a huh? disconnect between the numbers. I don't know if it's... <laughs> Sovereign Citizen 5 or Sovereign Citizen 13? 
Like it's it's a bit of a dis- anyway. So this tweet went around at the beginning of the week at the time of recording this podcast. It says breaking a high up biologist brackets who is a good honest mate of mine close brackets has confirmed that the toxins present in the mRNA poison COVID vaccine are set to be activated on October 10. (laughs) Please join me in praying for those who took the clot shot, despite the fact they ignored us, dot, dot, two dots, not three. (laughs) I mean, several things to pick apart. Firstly, not dead. So obviously... uh, (laughs) What was activated? I want to know. (laughs) The toxins. You know, the toxins. The things that exist that are toxic. It's October 11 now and I, you know, I have not yet developed the capacity to transmit 5G. My phone reception still sucks. Yeah. Have you developed any lizard scales? No, no lizard scales. I mean, I only had one mRNA as my booster because I had Astra for my first oh, two that's so right. yeah maybe maybe i'm a little bit more immune but uh i'm i'm alive anyway moving right. on i think <laughs> who should go first and talk about what we've been working on this week well you've got the most exciting news i think yeah so i saw a cardiologist this week and because pots is it's essentially a heart thing i mean it's it's kind of a lot of things but it's a heart thing he prescribed me some medication and what medication like not to go into um intimate detail about your health on a podcast but what does the medicine do so the medication is called midodrine or midodrin i'm not exactly sure how it is pronounced you need uh, to consult our sovereign citizens higher biologist friend <laughs> no yeah, probably. The way the cardiologist explained it to me is that it, it it raises my blood pressure. So it's often used for like older people who have issues with like balance, who like if they stand up too quickly, they, they faint or whatever. Obviously, the, you know, POTS is kind of slightly separate to what it's normally used for, but it's it's made a huge difference. I feel so much sharper and so much better. And I really notice when I haven't had it. So I'm, I'm on the lowest dose, which mm-hmm. is good news but yeah just in the last week I feel much better side effects right I do have some side effects there is like this weird tingly feeling on the top of my head like it's completely bizarre um (laughs) pins and needles like if I touch the top of my head it just sort of fizzes I I know what you're talking about I had that once for about two weeks yeah yeah. And it was the weirdest sensation. I couldn't tell you why I had it and it went away on its own. Yes. Yeah. So it's... Does it sometimes feel like like it's sort of co- a bit cold? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it feels like. So it's that there's the most common side effect from the medication. He did tell me about it. Uh, he said headaches as well, but I haven't experienced any headaches so mm-hmm. far. Obviously, it's still early days. But yeah, it's it's made such a big difference to my life. And I think that, yeah, it's important to talk about you know, I'm very happy sharing these sorts of details because I know that there's lots of people going through the same thing uh, without mm. without answers. In mm. saying that, it's a medication that's not covered by Medicare. So it was oh, no. $108 for what for me is two months worth of supply, but that's because I'm on the lowest dose. So for other people, Ooh. it would be 
less of a less of a supply so quite mm-hmm. expensive but I think the difference that it's already made um, I'm really grateful for it yeah there feels like there's maybe a a letter to your local member in that yes you know for a heart medicine that will only become in greater demand as more and more people develop long COVID I feel like that might be something that needs to be added to the Medicare Yes, absolutely. And like full disclosure, there are lots of other different kinds of medication that do similar things that a cardiologist may prescribe someone with POTS. Like this is not a one size cures all thing by Mm. any stretch of the imagination. This is not the POTS pill. Um, (laughs) If you feel like you are having these symptoms, do do not demand it without speaking to a medical professional because there are so many different things that can help and that help some people and that don't help others. But for yeah, me, look, having just having come from a pharma background and know how arbitrary the PBS can be. Yes. You know, really, it can really often just depend on how much pressure comes from the people. Yes. Yes. And from a union background, I love the people. So perhaps, <laughs> perhaps it is worth a, a letter uh, to, to my local member about it. But nonetheless, yes, I'm I'm feeling really good. So this week in terms of what I'm working on, it's a Matilda's international window in football. You have uh, club football, which is week to week. And then every so often throughout the season, there are international windows where players are released from their clubs and they play internationally. So it's currently a Matilda's international window, which means that there's a lot of work for me writing about the Matildas. I'm currently writing for matildas.com.au for Football Australia. Uh, I am re- I'm writing the match reports for the two games. Uh, I wrote a feature for that uh, was about Steph Catley. Excellent, by the way. Yes. Thank you. Sorry, say, say her name again because it's worth Googling. Uh, Steph, Steph Catley was the, was the player um, and the yeah. feature was about her, which I really enjoyed writing. She just seems like a lovely human being, uh, comes across as really genuine in, in every every interview really. And I've got another feature coming up as well, which is as yet undisclosed. But if you're listening to this podcast, you can Google it. It may be out by the time that you that you listen. So that'll all be on matildas.com.au. So that's been a it's been a pretty, pretty busy sort of period of time for me, which is great. I've enjoyed it. I'm getting better. You know, for me, there's sort of two parts of it, right? Like the first part is everything that I write and everything that I do, I'm getting better, I'm gaining knowledge. I'm learning so much, not just about the actual like journalism part, but just how to conduct myself, what to do in various situations. Like I'm still very new to sort of everything, so it's really important. But also now that this is my job, I need to make money. (laughs) As silly as that sounds, you know, I need to sort of shift my thinking away from, wow, like everything is this incredible opportunity and learning experience to like, okay, how do I make 500 bucks a week? Because Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I need to live during international windows, it's, it's a lot easier, but my thinking needs to shift into how do I how do I survive? And yeah, so that's something that this period of time is, is being helpful for, providing me mm, articles mm. to write to make money. Mm. And maybe plotting out a year or a quarter, plotting out your budget quarterly and looking at when those windows are you know you know you're likely to get more work then and less work at this part the off season etc actually working out well what is five hundred dollars a week equate to over the course of the quarter and when will you get more when will you get less might be a useful exercise to go through absolutely yeah and also 
just we need to talk to each other like I think it's really important that we talk to each other about money people are really scared yeah. to talk about money Stupid. people are really scared to talk about what they earn and how much they get paid for something I think it's really important that we talk to each other and say, well, how much is this this media outlet providing per article, per word, per mm, hour? Mm, mm, What's mm. the expected rate of pay? What is, you know, okay to accept and, and what isn't? When can we negotiate higher? Having those conversations and knowing, okay, what can I expect? What's realistic? How can I do that while still, you know, taking into account that I am still learning and this is a new experience and... I only have so much of my time that that I can I can give to it at, at the moment given mm-hmm. my current health. So all of those things. But this week's been a great week. Look, I think it would be really worth sitting down together and plotting your next quarter out. What jobs are in the pipeline, what jobs you need to go for, what your budget's going to look like. And then, you know, we could either do that on the podcast or do that separately and then share with the podcast kind of the process that we went through, what worked, what didn't. Uh, but I, I really think this would actually be a really good opportunity to put the minimum baseline approach into action and really look at the full quarter. This is where you've started. What are some some things that we can track over the quarter to really see how you've lifted that baseline over time? That would be something that we could do if you're if you're willing. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I think it helps keep me accountable, and hopefully, mm-hmm. it will help other people out there with keeping themselves. I also accountable need to do well. it. So. <laughs> <laughs> for you, I'm doing it for you, Taryn, because I'm a good big sister. Okay, okay, yes. Well, <laughs> speaking of you and things that you're doing for you what are you working on this week um so just to recap my goals are to complete the sprint distance triathlon and to you know last week I was like I'm it's about making extra money but I think this week I've just had to come to the full realization that the next quarter is about saving my business from the hellscape clusterfuck that is manufacturing, shipping and selling product in a post-COVID world. (laughs) So it's like just not going under and also doing the sprint distance triathlon are my goals. So we've got some challenges in the business around, uh, you know, our, our basically our biggest retailer because of all the rain that we've had, the entire category, they didn't repurchase the entire category for this season. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah, and because everyone's because of all the shipping delays over 2021, everybody got their 2021 stock in late, which meant that the 2020 they had they held stock on from 2022. And anyway, it's clusterfuck. So last week, my small dumb thing was to get in the water at Waikiki Island, and to my surprise, as much as anybody's, I actually did. I Yay! got in the water at Waikiki Island. Woo-hoo-hoo! It was bloody freezing, Taryn. <laughs> bloody freezing. And it wasn't just it wasn't just intimidating from like the cold point of view. Um it was also that I had to in, I didn't anticipate this at the time, but because I'd committed to it, it was my small dumb thing, I kind of had to do it. I got into a cosy in front of people who haven't seen me in a cosy since I was pre-thyroid disease. You know me, I'm not great with vulnerability, but I did it. I had to get in that cosy and I did. 
and I got in the water. It was so cold. My kids who will swim when it's Baltic were like not having none of it. The Kiwis who should be used to it were laughing at me. Uh, the Kiwis that I spoke to assumed that I was wearing a wetsuit. I wasn't. I was just in my cosy. Because uh, <laughs> I'm like only a crazy person would go in the waters off Auckland in early September without a wetsuit. But I did, or actually in late September, smile up and down the beach a few times. And then I was driven out by literal hypothermia. My brain, you know when you eat an ice cream? Yeah. And you get brain freeze? I got mm-hmm. brain freeze from the water. Oh, my God. Horrifying. <laughs> so, anyway, now I am a person who can get in the water in nothing but a cosy when it's Baltic and I can get in a cosy in front of people and now I'm a person that can do those two things. So tick, tick. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the best swim I've ever had in my life, but it's done. And, you know. It's unreal. Um, like, it's actually un- <laughs> unbelievable. Like, I would not have even, I would not have put my toe in. So you've, you've, you've done incredibly well. <sighs> well, you are, the, the, you are a Townsville girl. Like, mm-hmm. you learn to swim in water that feels like a bath. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where I really fell down this week was work. And I did notice that I didn't set myself a small dumb thing for work this week. So I've got two goals and I only set a small dumb thing for one. That I think made a difference. So this week I'm definitely going to set a small dumb thing for both. So I came back from New Zealand on Tuesday and the kids and Sam didn't come back until Saturday. So I had four glorious days all on my own and I should have I said told all my friends I'm going to enter work gremlin mode I'm so excited just to work solid for hours without interruption from the kids and (laughs) instead I was like Kevin from home alone (laughs) but like early early home alone Kevin not Kevin once he matures like I regressed like an absolute child and I'm horrified to admit this because it does make me the worst feminist in the world but I find it really hard to sleep when Sam's not around (laughs) no no I get it I get it that that noise that you made was the perfect mixture between disgust and awe (laughs) (laughs) no it's not even disgust because I get it I find it really hard to sleep when Kel's not around so I I understand yeah and look it's not about a protection thing because Sam is he did not go to a girls' school in Western Sydney, so he's been in way less physical fights than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the like physical protection thing. I don't know what it is. Like, but anyway, I sleep really badly when he's around, and I got a cold. And because I was on my own, instead of kind of like fighting through it and making dinners and lunches for the kids and, you know, doing what I had to do because I'm a mum, I just sort of laid around me, 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 and ate ice cream on the couch. (laughs) And the way that I know that I'm definitely not Kevin from the later part of Home Alone is that, you know how he goes to the supermarket? Mm. I, you know my house, I am a block from a supermarket. Yes. (laughs) I was so lazy that I wouldn't even go to the supermarket, get out of my (laughs) disgusting clothes to go to the supermarket to buy ice cream. I uber convenienced (laughs) ice cream. (laughs) 
Oh my god. That's next level. Only I didn't want him just the delivery driver to judge me. And so I I ordered mince and chicken to come with oh my, god. my ice cream. So you think that I was cooking for the children. This is the story that I made up in my head. <laughs> that makes it better that you were so ashamed. I mean, look, I don't want to judge you because <laughs> I remember last year in the depths of lockdown in Melbourne yeah. in like yeah. September 2021, I think my lowest moment was Uber Eatsing a packet of Pringles <laughs> and a 600 mil of Coke. <laughs> because I just, I just felt like I needed it in that moment. I was like, I just need to feel better and these things will make me feel better. Despite okay, the, the fact that I was one minute walk from a convenience store that was still open. There was my house, a street, and then a convenience store. And it was a quiet suburban street. I wasn't even crossing a main road. And I couldn't even bring myself to do that, Stacey. Look, the difference, Taryn, is that during the Melbourne lockdown, the government locked you down. I was imprisoned by my own dysfunction. (laughs) Anyway, Sam came home and I was like, bing, a grown up again. And I don't know what happened to me psychologically, but suffice to say, I got very little work done. Yeah. Yeah. But do you feel better? Well, look, you would assume that I would feel better, right? Mm. Because I've got my little resty and my little blankie and I watched three seasons of The Boys. Um. But no, 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 I feel worse because whilst I was having my little resty with my little blankie, I was guilt tripping myself the entire time. So, yeah. Okay. Is this where we need to have a conversation about planning our rests and understanding that while they're necessary, too much of anything is probably a bad thing? Yes. (laughs) So maybe one season of The Boys. Okay, small dumb thing. Small dumb thing. All right. Last week, my small dumb thing was to do my physical therapy. And you rightly mm-hmm. pointed out that actually I was being overambitious and that I should stick to very minor goals. Doing it once a week, not every second day. Um, I think I was actually too ashamed of that bit and I may have even edited it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was editing it I had to confront the shame that I got nowhere near my small dumb thing <laughs> because I did it once and I was exhausted I well this is the this is the point out. of the minimum baseline I told you we'll just put one in there one is somewhere you can build from two is somewhere you can fall from yes well uh you were right um I have done it twice since the previous podcast And I have been trying to do as a bare minimum my car phrases because that was the sort Mm -hmm. of original thing that I started to do. Um, My doctor told me that that your calves are basically your second heart when you have POTS. I I don't know why. I think it's blood flow. It's a cheesy thing. I'm running with it. So I've been trying to at least do my car (laughs) phrases. 
but no in terms of the the push-ups and the and the glute bridges and so forth no I have not (laughs) I did not do it every second day I did it twice and you know what that's fine I'm still getting somewhere so yeah you still did it twice more than the week before like if twice is your baseline and you run with that baseline for the next two months even that's good that's more than you were doing it before yeah and while I feel so much better on these on this heart medication I I still you know one of my biggest downfalls is this hubris is this ah I'm totally better now I'm gonna go at a million miles an hour and then I crash and this is something that happens repeatedly and anyone with a chronic illness Uh will tell you this is the fear like this is the thing that gets you is you wake up in the morning and you feel great and you gaslight yourself into thinking that there's nothing wrong with you because you feel amazing in this moment and you do a million things and then you're you're wrecked like this is that's the biggest mental challenge of of all of it and I am doing my best to not fall into those traps because physically even though yes I am feeling better I'm still struggling a lot I mean I went Mm. to a a plant shop with my partner on Sunday and I bent down to look at a plant and I got back up too quickly and I nearly fell over into her arms so this is (laughs) you know I was like I'm gonna go without my crutches and and look how great I'm going Mm, and I'm having a great mm, day mm, and then something mm. so simple was almost enough to topple it and we basically needed to go home after that and you just need to watch that. Like you just said the words, well, you know, I gaslight myself. Really what's happened is you're a kid from the 90s and, you know, like all of us from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 60s, you know, whatever, we've all been gaslit by society into believing that we could always be more productive. The ceiling for productivity is Bill Gates and Oprah and that if we're not reaching everyone's got the same 24 hours in a day if we're not reaching the same that kind of ceiling then there's always space to be more productive like I when did you ever hear in your childhood from anyone when did any 90s kid hear from their parents oh you've been productive enough now you can rest Mm. there's always that belief that we can do more be better maybe twice a week is enough and again go back to the basic tenant of what we're trying to do here and the, th- the thinking behind it is that you can always get more done in a year than you think you can and you will always get less done in a day than you think you can and yeah. you're trying to do too much in a day not keeping your eye on what you can do in a year yeah so I suppose on that note, my my small dumb thing this week is is going to be to write down a to-do list at the beginning Mm -hmm. of every weekday. Not of my weekends. My weekends are my weekends. And even though that's not Mm going to be the case, obviously, you know, I'll have work to do on weekends. For now, my weekends are my weekends. My weekdays are my weekdays. And every day I have a notebook, which I'm, I'm showing you right now even though mm-hmm. the podcast can't see it but see <laughs> this, is, this is my notebook with things on it and I write down a list of things to do today tasks that I must get done today and then I have a list of tasks that I need to do this week and then mm-hmm. I have a list of tasks to do that I would like to do in the near future mm. 
So an example of- You can put that on a whiteboard or on post-its. That's going to, because that's that particularly that kind of longer term, what I want to do will change a lot. And you don't want to be rewriting that list over and over again. So if you can keep it on a whiteboard or in a Google sheet, or I use, what do I use to, to doist? Okay. I, I find just for the long-term stuff or the me- medium to long-term stuff. Yeah. I find at the moment that the process of writing it down is quite therapeutic. Actually. I, I really find it quite soothing because I think one of my issues, this is like a very pre pots thing is I feel like there's a million things going on in my head at a time. Mm-hmm. And therefore I really struggle just day to day, remembering what I have to do in that day. And it all gets mm-hmm. overwhelming. And then I, play FIFA instead so I find that that writing it down is quite therapeutic and I put my physical therapy in there in that to-do list so Mm -hmm. even though it's small and it takes me five minutes at the beginning of Mm -hmm. every day I think Mm -hmm. that it is achievable and it's gonna help me raise my minimum baseline every single day so that's my it's also important like I write walk the dog every single day a so I can tick something off the list and b because it takes time and it's it's important it deserves to go on the to-do list yeah, it does. I mean, like I put like respond to this person's email, message this person on Twitter. Mm, mm. That's on the list. Yeah. Write some notes about the article that's happening later this week. That's on the list. And it's mm, five minutes, mm. but it's important. And if it's not there, I'll put it off. Mm, 100%. Okay. So, Stacey, I'll, mm. uh, I'll stop rabbiting on there. What's, <laughs> what's your small dumb thing for the week? All right, so long story long, (laughs) I am going to make a small dumb thing this week about work. One of the things that I had been trying to do in the last few weeks is bring on influencers to promote the brand. And I had a bit of an insight in that I'd done some, I'd done about 30 messages to influencers that I wanted to work with. And in it, I'd introduce myself, I'd personalized the message, you know, I'd mentioned something specifically about each of the influencers. And then I'd said, and if you'd like to be one of our influencers, here's the link to our Shopify collabs page. And I'd basically asked them to commit to filling out their detail, connecting up their social accounts, and joining the program before that even had any interaction with me. And I found that I had about a 5% opt-in rate to the program when I did it that way. I then changed up my approach, basically did the same thing, but didn't ask anything of them. I just said, how does this sound? Do you want some more information? Eliminating the, you know, reference to Shopify collabs in the link and the opt-in rate jumped to about 50%. So just that building rapport before I asked anything of them really changed their interactions with me. And I I guess that's about consent, right? They're opting in to interact with me. I'm not kind of demanding anything of them. And they get to build a bit of rapport before they decide whether or not they want to work with me. So I'd done some Instagram wholesale outreach in the past that hadn't gone very well. And I had assumed it was because... Instagram wasn't the right channel to reach out to potential wholesalers on. But I think I might have done the same thing, might have made the same mistake in that initial outreach. So I'm going to do about 30 messages to 
retailers in the States and Canada that I want to work with to see if they want to pre-buy any of our stock for the 2023 season, which we're selling in now. And I'm just going to, you know, use that same approach. So that's my work minimum baseline is just 30 messages to wholesalers. The other minimum baseline is I joined the Bondi, and this is a sentence I never thought that I would say in my life, (laughs) but I joined the Bondi Running and Triathlon Club this week. (laughs) No, I basically, what happened was my kids have been accepted into this after-school program and it's four afternoons a week and my time just exploded. There's no way that I could walk the dog get the kids to and from this after school program which requires running them to and from the high school and train for my triathlon and or full day's work in the time that i had so i just have to get up at 6 a.m in the morning and train with people you know have have accountability partners and do it early in the morning i hadn't signed up because it was at 6 a.m and it's in the eastern suburbs and you know that means that if it's a 6 a.m start i got to be up at quarter past five to get Mm. ready and drive out there but the whole point of setting this goal was that I wanted to be a person who had the discipline to do a triathlon. And part of that is just in this season of my life, when I've got primary school age children, part of that is going to have to be 6am starts for eight weeks. And the nice thing about a triathlon is it has an end date. Mm -hmm. So I think I can do eight weeks of early morning rides and swims and runs and so yeah, I've joined their try a try program. Amazing. And look, we're we're heading into summer as well. So you don't have to deal with the kind of achingly cold mornings mm-hmm. or the I mean there's gonna be a lot of rain thanks to La Nina, but <laughs> it's 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 the best time of year to do it, generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look eight weeks gets me to my triathlon and once it's done it's done I never need to talk about it again I will always be someone who has done a triathlon you know (laughs) which is how I felt this week when we launched the podcast I was like you know for you this wouldn't be such a big deal because you do podcasts all the time you you actually regularly participate in three podcasts uh, (laughs) and then you are you guest you know guest appearances on other people's but for me this felt like a big achievement. When I saw our podcast on Spotify, I felt like I'm someone who, you know, everyone's got a podcast, whatever, but you know, and this might, one might not be very good and no one might listen, but no one can take away from us that we've got a podcast on Spotify. Yes. We have a podcast. <laughs> it's exciting. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So they're my small dumb things. Great. So moving on mini motivation how will you keep your motivation high and eliminate demoting fa- <laughs> demotivating factors this week <laughs> all right so this podcast is all about a growth mindset instead of yep. a perfection mindset right yes and i sort of there's two sources for this so the first was was the exercise physiologist who was the one that first Diagnosed me with POTS, who is an all-round great guy. He spoke to me about it, you know, when I was talking to him about about crashing. And he said to me, Taryn, what's your worst case scenario? He said, what's your best case? What's your worst case? My best case is obviously that I have no symptoms and I, I feel better and everything's perfectly fine. Worst case is that I don't improve. And he said, okay, but 
you've already improved. So if your worst case scenario is that you don't improve from now, you are already so much better than you were three months ago. Three months ago, I could barely hold a lucid conversation. You've come a long way. Yeah. Uh, A friend told me yesterday that it was like the light has re-entered my eyes (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, over the past little while. So my the worst case scenario is still okay mm. and i think that that that's so so that's thing number 1 where i have this motivation for for growth mindset thing number 2 is uh in an article that i'm writing uh feature the feature that's coming up at the end of this week the player is she's a matilda she she plays for australia she's a very good player she mm-hmm. regularly starts for australia but she spoke with such eloquence about this growth mindset and she said you know I never want to be the best player at my club or in my environment I never want to be the best at every skill amongst people around me because how will I learn Mm. you know and that to me was really inspiring because I think that for you to already be that good and yet Mm. to have that kind of mindset every single day how do I get better every single day and it wasn't just her it was also the the interviewer who I quite admire was talking about it herself how do I how do I get better every single day and I think that that's you know something that's so true to to this process and to what we're trying to do is just yeah it's just getting better every single day is not being the smartest person in the room or not being the most accomplished person in the room but constantly raising that level through little things every single day and yeah, both of those. Even every single day, like just consistently, just consistently over time, whatever that means, if that's yeah. every month or every year or whatever. Absolutely. And I, I think, I don't know, both of both of those those stories have kind of inspired me. Yeah, that's my mini motivation for this week. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Uh, so what's yours? All right. Well, my mini motivation last week was to read the Stephen Pressfield book. And it was like it really good. It was, it was excellent. It was totally batshit. There was like bits about angels and muses and oh, like stan- <laughs> standard insufferable rich people stuff. But there was other messages in there that I could pick from the bones that I really loved. And, you know, he's ex-Marine and he uses this kind of metaphor that being someone who puts their combat boots on every morning. And I'm not someone who has that kind of discipline. My husband really is someone that shows up, he's stoic, he turns up every day and just consistently does the work. I'm someone who's brilliant for two or three days and punches out huge amounts of work and then has to have a little sleepy sleepy. I can't always count on my energy, be it my thyroid or just my general personality type to always be up. But I did like that metaphor. And I think I'm going to alter my daily diary to reflect that. So I fill out each day, I've got a little diary and I plot out what I'm going to do. And I have got a little bit of gratitude and da, 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 da. But what it's missing for me is an emphasis on results results as distinct from action. Yesterday I completed an audacity for beginners YouTube clip, 45 minute YouTube clip. I sat there and I absorbed that. And that was something that I achieved, but it wasn't a result. 
the result of that will be the first time that I edit my first podcast. That will be a result, something that I've actually produced. My daily diary's got a little thing for reflection at the end of the day. I want to change the emphasis to be on results at the end of the day. So you can spend a lot of time pretending that you've achieved something <laughs> in action without yeah. actually getting the results. So. Amazing. On that note, I think we need to wrap it up there. Sorry for just like cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end. So thank you. Thanks for that beautiful bit of inspiration. Uh, but we're finishing up now. Where can you find us? You can find us on our website at minimumbaseline.com, at Instagram at minimum.baseline, Twitter at, at Minimum Baseline or at Tyron Heddo if you want to follow me instead. Uh, Five-star reviews help us reach other normies who might also be trying to become incrementally less shit. Please jump on your podcast app of choice and literally any podcast app of choice now because we are everywhere. And leave us a nice note or at least an entertaining one. Follow us on all of those platforms or just one. One is fine. All of them is fine. If you are a psychopath and want to receive 20 notifications whenever we put out a (laughs) podcast. But uh, you should do that. And, of course, thank you and goodbye. And goodbye.